0: Today's guest is Sheila Seiden, founder of Resource Strategies. With over 30 years of experience working in public benefit organizations, she developed an approach to sustainable leadership that taps into the power of purpose. As purpose strategy coach facilitator, she works with clients who want to create more collaboration and a purpose-driven strategy. So hi, Sheila. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you.
1: Thank you, Martina. I'm so happy to be here. Awesome.
0: Now tell me a little bit about what you do currently in your business.
1: Yes, in Resource Strategies, I work with leaders and founders and even some managers who are facing change and want to be more sustainable going forward, whether it's within themselves, uh, also creating more collaborative teams and maybe even bringing greater social purpose into their um, mission.
0: Okay. And so talk a little bit more what sustainable means in that sense.
1: Sure. Sustainability has so many meanings and it really starts with the leader themselves, like you and me, um, so that we can face these daunting challenges that, you know, we've all been through in the last couple of years. We know about those kinds of challenges or other kinds of challenges for me, it was my own family and elder care, kind of put my um, sustainability into question. <laughs> so it's how to be a sustainable leader from within, and then how to create a culture of sustainability for the team, and then looking at the bigger picture, the whole world. You know, how is an organization contributing to the sustainability of the of the environment of society, of the community.
0: Cool. So it's really, when I understand that correctly, sustainability is it involves like being healthy, being in a way that can continue go on and that can live through resistance, can live through challenges without getting broken or breaking down in that process.
1: Yes, and um, specifically without getting burnt out. Burned out. Um, Yeah. Because to be burnt out really um, is kind of like a rabbit hole that it's very hard to dig yourself out of. So, how to stay up and resilient and able to face the challenges.
0: Yeah, resiliency. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great cause. uh, And uh, I think it's a great business. And I'm sure you're helping your customers and clients uh, a lot to change their mindset, right, and approach life and leadership through a different perspective and angle.
1: Yes, and one thing that happens too is when we face so much change, uh, we also change, and sometimes it's difficult to really notice that because we're inside of all the different changes happening, but uh, for a lot of leaders, you know, we're so busy going forward and making things happen and uh, making the revenue numbers that uh, there's not a lot of extra time to really say, wait a minute, I have a different um, capacity right now. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that makes total sense. So as you do your work, I'm sure you have to influence a lot of people, get a lot of teams on board, stakeholders on board. Do you have a recent challenge, a daunting challenge, that you overcame as part of your leadership role in your business?
1: I do. And it had to do with um, my belief around purpose, actually, where um, I was in the for-profit sector and um was having a really hard time with my boss in particular getting him invested in having more of a purpose approach more of a culture of purpose so that we could see how all the parts fit together he was much more of this sort of outcome person who wanted to to you know just do it and uh, kind of uh, wasn't really into the process of it all So, um, when I left there, I started resource strategies and I went into nonprofit, which is the original purpose business. I thought, Mm -hmm. and I found a really similar attitude. Everyone was just, um, you know, the board, for example, um, people on the board, people on the staff just wanted to do the work and. There was a lot of resistance to exactly you know that, looking into what's our purpose, what is behind our purpose, what impact do we have on all of our different stakeholders? What do our stakeholders have to say about our impact on them? And how can we be more engaged in all of the people whose lives we touched? Yeah. So that was a big challenge because I expected that to sort of be a given for some reason.
0: Yeah, so what you experience is people are very focused on short-term results, the ultimate outcome. Yeah. And so they were working hard no matter what it took, right, how much energy, capacity, uh, nerves didn't matter as long as we achieved the month-end results or the quarter results or the year-end results. And what was missing there, any deeper grounding into purpose into an understanding why do we exist and what we are here to change? What's the bigger picture?
1: Yes, yes. And it was particularly noticeable because um, actually in both of those businesses or organizations, what we were trying to do was new. So we weren't like some big established business. And so I think a lot of times when we go through change, you know, what we're trying to do is new. We're having a new approach. So uh, you can be in the middle of a creative process and uh, still expect things to outcomes to be predictable like they used to be in the past, but the whole environment has changed. Yeah. So
0: when when you then discover this gap that you have an organization that's just running after short term results, getting burned out in the process, and you want to apply your sustainability approach and help them to pivot, to change their mind, to approach things differently. How did you go about affecting that change in your clients?
1: Yeah, I, um, I, I did what I love to do, which is a really activate inquiry and um, listening and an exchange of experiences And I developed, uh, aspire, which is my process. So it's activate strengths, purpose, involve, recognize, and evolve. Mm -hmm. That's aspire. So really focusing in on the activating part and taking every opportunity to deepen the uh, question, you know, what is our impact and, um, working in some ways of, Connecting various people like like board members, for example, or uh, could be interdepartmental, um, having people talk to one another to find out what their experience is of the impact on people and then sharing back what they find like at a board meeting or a staff meeting mm-hmm. so that everybody can deepen their understanding of the difference that they make.
0: I see. And so you're doing that with all employees, the whole team of your clients and board members. So share a little bit more about how you approach. Whole, It seems to be a whole ecosystem that you are trying to change, right? How they understand their work, how they understand the impact. And and that then totally has an implication of how they work together, how they treat each other, how they make decisions. Right. So tell a little bit more. So how do you work with, with uh, an organization?
1: In the past couple of years, I've been specifically working with the leader um, or the, the founder uh, because it's really the founder who sets up the culture. And culture is, is an ecosystem. Yeah. So if the uh, leader is going to come in with the attitude of openness and inquiry like that, and allow people to be speaking with one another uh, that is the 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 um, foundation for taking this approach so it it often is the leader who has to change their own mindset because they're really the ones who are under the most pressure to um, you know fulfill those outcomes that are so important yeah, that is,
0: I totally get that. I mean, culture, there's only one person in the organization who can create the culture and that's the CEO or founder or business owner, right? And so do they first have to change their thinking. It sounds you're helping them with self-reflection, with changing their thinking. And then they need to translate that into how they show up in a different way, right? How they engage with their team.
1: Exactly. And how they show up for others and also how they show up for themselves because, um, many times being under so much pressure and as founders, you know, they are so committed to what they, what they are all about. Um, it, it can be really a lot of, um, stress. And so that's where burnout comes from. So the more that stress happens and And that um, you go down that route toward burnout, the fewer resources you have to be creative, to take a moment to have a conversation, to be open to, um, you know, what other people are talking about.
0: Yeah. Yeah. To having a two-way conversation within the organization. After going through this change with you, this change journey with you, how do do these leaders feel do they do they see a a difference in themselves do they see a difference in the results of the organizations so what's what's in it for them what happened
1: yes uh typically people who come to me are actually sort of at the end of their rope um and they feel like i cannot continue Mm -hmm. like this is not working for me um sometimes they even have anger issues or like they feel like they are responding in anger when they don't want to be and um at the same time it's really hard to sort of break that pattern yeah so when we work together i share a lot of what i learned about burnout um because i really it took me like five years (laughs) to handle um to learn how to handle my nervous system (laughs) in a better way when i was um faced with, you know, the family issues meeting my, uh, job demands. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I share a lot of those things in the course of, um, executive coaching where they bring, uh, what's going on right now, like this week. And, um, it's, so they end up having tools that they didn't have before around, uh, how to respond in the moment of stress Um, also uh, just talking things through and having that sounding board uh, will uh, produce epiphanies (laughs) that don't come from me it's i don't provide a lot of advice as much as i provide a lot of questions so that they can have you know more brain capacity to be handling all the different demands
0: yeah yeah, it sounds like that that you are lifting them up, right? That they are then seeing a bigger picture, a bigger purpose, a bigger mission that makes the stress in the moment more relative to, to the overall perspective.
1: Yes, and it's, I'm just thinking of um, one client I had who specifically wanted to work on um, – Uh, handling conflict in the moment Um, and it was funny how it ended up working out for him because at the end he literally changed the way he operated with his team so that he was working much more um, one-on-one compared to seeing the team as As a a group and that's really part of this um, culture change as well which is they call it you know sort of the trend is from me to we yeah or the power of us yeah but and it's really um really noticing where is there an us them idea or us them dynamic going on yeah so that that can be um healed or you know paved over mended knit together so that everyone can see themselves as that ecosystem like you said yeah, yeah.
0: It's often uh, I I have experienced myself companies where, where it's me us the management versus you the employees. Right? You have this mm-hmm. uh, divide, right? And that that alone is enough to uh, have friction in an organization. Mm-hmm. So so the more leaders can affect a perspective where it's we are all in this together right we are pulling together to achieve something i think that alone alleviates stress in the audience yes
1: you know it really does and speaking of burnout and the nervous system and all that uh that um alleviation of that particular stress where it's like us versus them that's That's really something that is a human quality because we want to be part of something bigger than ourselves. And these days it's becoming really apparent, like if you read any sort of Gallup poll about workplace, um, you know, well-being, people want meaning in their work. So they want to be part of the mission of the organization. So the more you can uh, support that by making it, um, you know, explicit what the mission is, the difference we make in the world having people feedback like oh i talked with this customer and this is how we changed their life or i talked with this donor and this is how they are seeing that they are changing the lives of people by supporting our organization the more you can help people see that they're part of that bigger uh you know entity and uh the, the you know just the more satisfied and committed people become.
0: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So you're really helping organizations then to switch from results-driven to mission-driven. This is how it sounds to me, right? Yeah, I love
1: that. Mm-hmm.
0: And and that's really a, a great feat. And you said earlier, it, it really starts with uh, working intensely with, with the leader of that organization. It starts there
1: it does and then it can um expand out to you know the the people who are closest to the leader yeah and then it it can expand out further with um various kinds of facilitation techniques yeah
0: yeah it's it's true i think it's really in the hands of the of the leader what type of team he or she has right is it engaged is it just clocking in and clocking out you know, are, are they, uh, do they come up with ideas or are they just doing things as told? Uh, I think, and, and you mentioned also, it's very interesting. Your work starts with self-reflection, right? You, you said earlier you, it's active listening on your part, but then you're encouraging your client to do the precise same thing with their teams, right? So that, that there is enough reflection, enough thought and not just doing. Yes, well yes. the hustle right? the hassle of
1: achieving results that's a great summary
0: yeah w- really cool um i I think you have you have an awesome role I think it's it's hugely impactful now when the organization you've worked with so can you glance from your perspective um that mission organization mission-driven organizations produce more sustainable and long-lasting and better results? Is there something that you can glean from your work?
1: There is. Um, there are some books actually about that around um, a movement called Conscious Capitalism wrote a book around how when um, these big organizations, Patagonia, you know, is often referred to, um, Whole Foods – which is now um, part of another bigger, different organization. (laughs) But, um, you know, when they would start to uh, apply these sorts of principles around stakeholder engagement and uh, noticing their impact on the environment and making that part of the mission, that their, uh, their results did go up. And because customers want the same thing, customers want to be doing business with organizations that are socially responsible.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That goes back to Simon Sinek's, right? Start Mm -hmm. by, right? They don't buy what you produce. They buy why you're producing it. Mm -hmm. It seems to be the same thing. Really cool. But then in some way, it is every time it seems you're working with a CEO who's very results focused and trying to affect that change. It's a daunting challenge, right? One of your clients after the other, you're really affecting huge changes in that person. And each time I imagine it's, it's a huge challenge to you and your question, you're, you're, you're asking yourself, can I help this person? Can I get this individual from one side
1: to the other? It is. And it's it's interesting too um how much sometimes people, you know, don't know some of the basics about um, self regulation. You know, like we've learned so much about the nervous system in I don't know, the last five, ten years or something. Um that um I'm often surprised that some of these simple sorts of tools can be so impactful. Yeah
0: simple tools and you have these tools for them that's awesome i th- you're doing awesome work so sh- i always ask my guests to share uh, their contact information so that people know how to get in touch with you in case they want to learn more about what
1: you do oh sure yeah i would love that um i'm always um, looking to stephen talk to people who are interested in going in a more purpose direction I thought I might invite people to um, join my email list and get a worksheet around mining your why. I always called it mining your why, you know, like gold mining. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's a just a simple process for sitting down with yourself to, um, you know, look further into what your why is. Mm -hmm. And so that's at resource strategies dot me slash coffee talk.
0: And uh, is there an email or a LinkedIn uh, address you want to cha- share?
1: Connect at resourcestrategies.me. And I'm just on LinkedIn myself, Sheila Seiden.
0: Very good. This is wonderful. Well, I thank you. It was a pleasure having you on, Sheila. I love to learn from, about what you do. And um, thank you for joining me.
1: Thank you for inviting me, Martina. And, and keep up the good work with your podcast.